Kane's Big Joe for Absolute Comfort, your trusted independent American Standard Air dealer. And owner Chris Wedekin sells the Mitsubishi Electric Mini Split, a great option for heating and cooling where ductwork can't be installed. If you have one of those homes that has baseboard heat or electric heat, ceiling cable heat, these can be specifically designed for those houses because in those houses it's very difficult to have them do all the construction and remodeling that goes with adding ductwork into those types of homes. Find out more by going to absolutecomfort.org. Absolute Comfort is your trusted independent American Standard Air Mitsubishi Electric Elite Ductless Pro Dealer. Good morning. It is Monday, January 22nd, five minutes after 10. Don't, no, no, it's don't. Kendall and Casey on 93 <laughs> WIBC. No, you're trying to downplay it. I came in here and you were in a panic again. I, oh, yeah. I walked right in here and Kev, the look <laughs> on his face, it was like, he was like, no matter how much I get paid, it is not enough to take care of this woman on a consistent basis. <laughs> you know what? You leave the studio. I'm not even thinking about it. Uh-huh. And Kevin turns to me and goes, uh-oh, where's Rob? And I said, I don't know. And he goes, well, where's Rob? And I said, well, I don't know. Why? And he goes, well, because we're coming back. And I said, oh, okay. Yeah, I was just trying to keep you on your toes. So I was not panicked uh-huh. at all. I was not concerned that you were not in the studio at all. I was ready to talk about John Fetterman all on my own. You were as unconcerned that I wasn't here as you were that it didn't work out with Kirk Herbstreet. You were right. Hey, how good am I? Did I or did I not waltz my backside in here with five seconds to go before and that billboard class? what did I say class? to Kevin? I said, he said he knows when he needs to be in here, so I'm not going to worry do, about it. You do trust him now, so that is, and, and that I is did, growth. Didn't I say that? I said, he said he knows when he needs to be in here. I'm not going to worry about it. Here is how good I've gotten at this, and I'm, I'm not even saying I'm proud of this because it shows how long I've worked here so i was at back in our office and yeah. as we talked about before last year they made the pronouncement to me uh, announcement pronouncement they told me mm-hmm. after seven years of having this little cubby secluded in the back of this floor probably the best actual location if you were going to have a centralized spot for you to have and all the out of sight out of mind all the memories that come with this little mm-hmm. <laughs> and engagements and whatnot mm-hmm. uh we are going to force you to move up to the front which is fine and scotty's back there scotty johnson he's he's great but one of the things that i realized is i have all these photos and many of them are not in photo frames and there's something about being up front that has caused these photos to start to bend and this never mm. happened in the back. So I don't know if it's colder up there or what. It is definitely colder. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if that was it. I can so attest to that. I had to take all these photos and I started just taping. I'm not buying a frame for every single one of those photos. And so I started taping them up to the wall. Casey will tell you, like, mm-hmm. if you go back by my office, it's like a little amusement park back it's there. collage of memories. And I put the most offensive things on the wall for people to see when they walk past in protest, since mm-hmm. I, I'm guessing maybe we have some people now on this floor who don't share my political allegiances so if i'm going to be subjected to being displaced i'm gonna i'm gonna make it as uncomfortable on everyone as possible (laughs) but a lot of these photos were not were starting to literally bend so i was back there taping them up to uh the so that i can look at them still on the inside but you can't hear anything back there you you can't hear the station back there etc so i did that all on instinct casey and i timed that that was the equivalent of hitting the post on walking in here that's how good i am you walked in as the intro was playing that was fantastic and i know at this point you're just filibustering because you have no idea what we're actually (laughs) what we're going to talk about we are going to talk about john fetterman he says that the american dream is threatened by three hundred thousand illegal 
immigrants swarming the southern border. Now, here's a guy who appeared to be a kind of run-of-the-mill progressive when he took office, right? And now he seems to have more conservative positions on many of the hot-button issues than actual conservatives. And, you know, people said this and in the beginning, kind of chuckled about it, but you do wonder. So the guy has this stroke. Mm-hmm. Clearly, then, as a part of that, he can't form coherent sentences. Everybody remembers, hi, good night, everyone. The Eagles are so much better than the Eagles. I mean, it's just an endless line of, of just ridiculous things that he said. He, at some point, suffers some sort of mental health issue because of this, depression, whatever, goes to some sort of inpatient facility and comes out conservative. So it does tend to lean some credence to perhaps liberalism is actually indeed a mental disorder. So House Republicans, of course, have initiated impeachment proceedings against the Homeland Secretary, uh, Alejandro Mayorkas. They're accusing him of creating the crisis at the border. And members of the Freedom Caucus are threatening government shutdown unless there's new immigration enforcement measures that are added to the spending bill. But they don't have the votes, Casey. They don't have the votes because the Speaker of the House just like the one before him is is prepared to line up with the Democrats to get the votes passed to to fund all of these Biden spending priorities. Well, John Fetterman is questioning why his views, which are the same as conservatives, are controversial. I honestly don't understand why it's controversial to say we, we need a secure border. Uh, I've been very clear. In fact, that was weaponized against me as Republicans in my race that I'm very much a, a strong supporter of immigration. And, you know, my my wife's family, I, that's the uh, Oregon story about that. Uh, and I think two things can be true at the same time. You can be very supportive of immigration, but we also need to have a secure border. And I really uh, I think about immigration is we want to provide the American dream for any uh, migrant. But it seems very difficult when you have 300,000 people showing up encountered at, at our border to do that. And I think we need to, to re, do a reset and we have to work together uh, and develop uh, a new comprehensive solution to that. So he has gone on to say that the uh, influx of illegal crossings is making it harder for the people who want to try to come here legally to achieve their American dream. Immigration should not be hard. It, and he said it. He said uh, it's the same thing I've said for a long time. A very big wall with the very wide gate. <clears throat> and unfortunately, the, the Democrat Party, which he is a member of. Right. And so this is the thing with Fetterman. He says all the right things. But when it comes down to the vote, the vote is all that matters. I want to see him pull the trigger mm-hmm. on something that defies the party on something controversial. We haven't seen that yet. But he's right. We should have a vested interest in knowing who is in this country and the ability to keep people out of this country who we believe are here for nefarious purposes, don't want to work, don't want to assimilate, et cetera, et cetera. That doesn't make you a phobe or an ist or a whatever. It makes you somebody who has common sense in terms of every American should want decent, productive, hardworking people to come into this country. So Joe Biden says that he is hopeful that they're going to have a bipartisan immigration package sometime this week, that the Senate will eventually uh, agree to his terms. But of course, his terms are the only reason he would want to do anything about the border is if we send more money to Ukraine. Well, and he's also invested in some form of amnesty. I mean, the you know, the, this is not... 
The border deal never works out well for people who actually care about this country. It has never, ever worked out well for people who actually care about this country because there's too many of these politicians on both sides of the aisle, Casey, who are invested in illegal immigration and people of low skill sets getting into this country for different reasons, but they've formed, you know, this this bizarro alliance because uh, they serve different masters. But the desire is to have these people in here, whether for big labor on the on the fact that or a big business on the half of the Republicans or trying to create a generation of Democrat voters on behalf of the Democrats. So last year alone, there was over 100,000 people who died from fentanyl overdoses. And when you've got drugs and criminals and suspected terrorists all flowing through the border, which is completely open, something needs to be done. And you've got to address that border before securing another country's border. And this has been such a stressful topic that the mayor of Chicago, Brandon Johnson, became so stressed out that he was hospitalized for panic attacks over the illegal immigration situation. And this is one of those you got what you wanted situations. Well, isn't it? He's stressed out because he's ahead of a sanctuary city. That's what they wanted. Isn't it also alarming if you were to let now again, clearly people in Chicago, just like Indianapolis, don't care at all about governance or who's in charge and telling them what to do. But isn't if you are a, a common sense person, wouldn't you hit the pause button and go, I have a guy that is in charge of one of the most important cities in the country, and he's so mentally not there that he's having panic attacks over having to do his job? Mm-hmm. And they're saying that no amount of antidepressants are going to help him with this problem. <laughs> I just, I can't. Um, so it'll, it will be interesting, though, with Better Man. Um you know, when it comes time to start voting on stuff, is it all just interviews or is there actually going to be some substance to what he's been what he's been putting out there? It is 14 minutes after 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So he got engaged to his girlfriend, Mindy, over the weekend. South Carolina Senator Tim Scott, you remember, he ran for president. At Very one briefly, point. yes. Very briefly. Got engaged to his girlfriend over the weekend. And then he turned around and endorsed Donald Trump. Donald Trump from racking up the endorsements of people who at one time wanted to beat him. Isn't it a little late? Like, For Tim Scott to yeah. come out? Like, woo. I mean, okay, at least with DeSantis, we spent a lot of the first hour talking about how pathetic that was, that all the, the horrific things Trump said about him and his family, and then he turns around on bended knee and says, hey, go vote for this guy. Uh, but if you're Tim Scott, but at least with DeSantis, it's like, well, you know, I was in the race, and now I'm out, and i got to pick one of these two underachievers, so I'll go with Trump. In the case of Tim Scott, he's been out for like two months. Mm-hmm. It's been a while. You you would have thought that he would have picked who he was going to yeah. back before now. Was he waiting Welcome to read the to tea the leaves? Party, pal. Yeah, um, he said it's not a cabinet position or anything like that as the reason why he's endorsing Trump. But the uh, true reason is that he believes in Trump's policies. We need a president who will close our southern border today. We need Donald Trump. He start. He should have started that out with, "Well, let me tell you something, brother, <laughs> dude." I'm not, did that not sound like a Hulk Hogan it did. wrestling promo? Yeah, it's, Kevin, can you play that again? Tell me that you would. You might be confused and think that's Hulk Hogan. We need a president who will close our southern border today. 
We need Donald Trump. Look, Jack, <laughs> when I get that big, nasty giant up over my head mm -hmm. and slam him to the mat, Bidenomics is going down, dude. <laughs> so Sarah Huckabee Sanders was uh, doing her round on the talk shows over the weekend. She was on Face the Nation, and she was saying that it's a really simple with the election. It's the clear contrast between two individuals who have uh, four-year records to run on. You've got a chance to look at both of them. You've got a chance to look at Biden's four years, and you've got a chance to look at Trump's four years. Isn't it? Let's take a break on this because I think the the um, utopian esque existence that people try to paint under Trump is fascinating to me, and the amount of people with the willingness to have revisionist history, mm -hmm. it just it blows my mind. Short term memory loss. Can we get into that when we come back? Absolutely. It's Kendall and Casey on ninety three WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. I think this election right now is very simple. It's a very clear contrast. You have two individuals who have a four-year record to run on. One has a record of success coming from a posture and a position of strength in Donald Trump, and one who comes from a position of weakness. Every single thing that voters actually care about, every single thing that drive voters to show up and cast their ballot, Donald Trump is winning on, whether it's the economy, whether it's securing the border, whether it's national security, whether it's taking a hard line against China. Every single one of those major issues that really drive voters, Donald Trump is dominating Joe Biden on. And they both have clear records in which to run from. And I have no doubt that the matchup in November will declare Donald Trump a clear victor because of that, that contrast. So that was Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who's the governor of Arkansas. She was on Face the Nation, and they were talking about the choices that we have coming up. The revisionist history mm. is absolutely fascinating to me. And I, I just love Trump gets keeps getting painted as some sort of Javier Malay type of character who just went in there with a blowtorch and was just lighting every single government agency on fire and was throwing people off the top story at the top floor at the White House. And nothing could be further from the truth. Look, Donald Trump did some things well. The tax cuts were very well done. It was the first time our corporate tax rate had been made competitive with the rest of the world, and that was largely successful. Uh, he did a phenomenal job with foreign policy, A-plus on that, absolutely, without a doubt, without a discussion, best foreign policy president since, since Reagan. Um, his energy stuff was very well done. And so for all of those things, yes, absolutely, he gets credit. But they are trying to act like Joe Biden and Donald Trump like there are just in many cases like light years on every issue. And the reality is there are not. The reality is Donald Trump's presidency, while there were differences, was in many cases every bit as egregious, especially in 2020, as what Joe Biden did. Donald Trump has added more to the nation's debt than Joe Biden has. No, not open for discussion. D Donald Trump 
has, just like Joe Biden, taken entitlement reform off the table, which is crippling our nation's debt. It is it is a major driver of inflation. It is headed towards uh, insolvency. Donald Trump is a big government guy. He didn't really reform much of any part of the federal government. So while if you're going to say to me, Rob, you have to make a choice between one of these two people, which I, I do, um, okay, but let's not act like there was some utopian thing going on when Trump left office. Trump left office in part because of how he handled crisis, which was horrible. Okay, so you're right around uh, on the COVID stuff. He did elevate Anthony Fauci too much, gave him way too much authority and was it eight or nine trillion? I mean, what's a trillion among friends? Uh, so he did increase all of that spending. And, but, but, and, but it's also important to remember because people go, well, COVID, nobody knew what was going on. We did. How is it possible that the radio guys knew what was going on, but the president of the United States didn't? We had information that he didn't. But even if you're some person who's willing to suspend all reasonable beliefs and defend that or excuse that or whatever, he added close to $4 trillion to the nation's debt pre-COVID. Take COVID out of the equation. We were running trillion-dollar deficits every single year. Inflation was going to catch us eventually. This thing that happened was going to happen eventually. The COVID stuff just expedited it. it along. But you can't be a nation that's running $34 trillion of debt. And so I just find the – look, if we're going to blast one side for doing this, we have to be fair and blast our side for doing it, which is the parroting of this narrative that Trump was running some sort of utopia – and that if you just put Trump back in there, the nation will go back to good time, fun, good, what did I want to say? Good time. It was going to be better, Casey. I, don't, I was trying to say something that I got caught. The point on all this is that just blows my mind. And then people just nod and go, oh, yes, elect Trump. All will be better. Mm-hmm. What is the, what, that is not what was going on in this country when Trump left office. Well, there weren't any foreign wars, that's for sure. And now we're fighting them on multiple fronts, three, four. Uh, I just noticed over the weekend, you know, gas seemed to be coming back down, but it's now back up over $3 a gallon. It wasn't like that when Donald Trump was president. And every time you go to the grocery store... You notice how expensive your groceries are. And that is stuff that affects all of us. Your average Joe. We all pay for gas. We all buy groceries. And we all have a relative that we don't want to see fighting in a foreign war. Yeah. So, again, we give credit where credit's due. We are critical where things need to be criticized. Foreign policy, Trump was excellent. Uh, Domestic energy, Trump was excellent. Uh, But the spending was totally out of control under Donald Trump. And so when you go to the grocery store and you pay this stuff for food, it's sometimes in our little tribalistic bubble easy to go, frickin' Biden. Mm-hmm. Boy, I almost said the big one there, Yeah, Casey. don't do that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if Kevin's awake over there. Yeah, I'm hovering do, over the dump button. You know, by the way, yesterday was my uh, the 22nd anniversary of when I started in radio. Was it really? J- January 21st, 2002. In all the years, I've never had... Have you ever had to be dumped? Uh, just once. Really? Yeah. What'd you say? It, it wasn't even me. It was somebody else. Oh, so it wasn't your fault. It was. I was interviewing somebody and they well, said Well, that's the not your one. fault. I'm saying you. Have you ever said anything? No, isn't that interesting how you can come in the studio and not say that word? If you are good at this craft, mm-hmm. there's almost like an inherent secondary. Right. It's a switch. Think about how angry I get on these airwaves and I've never, <laughs> I've never had to ever be dumped. Because that's a talent. It, I mean, you just know. It's like, it's you know, it's an instinctive sort of thing. But the, the point in all this is 
yes, be critical of Biden. Yes, Biden is awful. Yes, Biden played a huge role in the price of what you're paying at the store. However, so did Trump. Mm -hmm. And I want to know what the plan is to prevent that, to get this under control going forward, because there seems to be no will in the United States Congress to do the things necessary to fix the issue. Do you think Trump has learned his lesson? Like he said he was going to do a lot of things. He said he was going to build a wall and, you know, Hillary belonged in jail. And obviously everything has been weaponized against him. Uh, I I think maybe he's going to look at things through a different set of, you know, glasses this time. Here's the only problem with that, Casey. Revenge tour is is not a blueprint to fix this country. Being in there to be in a revenge tour is not going to fix the country. Donald Trump's personal hurt feelings and trying to adjudicate those are not going to fix this country. And Donald Trump is not a small government person. There's nothing about Donald Trump in his entire life that would lead you to believe that he is going to slash the size of government or the cost of government or the scope of government. And that's fine. People can vote for whoever they want to vote for. But just know if you're putting that sign in the window or in the yard or whatever, you are voting for bigger government. The government will continue to get bigger under Donald Trump. It is 1028. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And we've got your voicemails coming up next. It's time to hear from you. Kendall and Casey present voicemails. Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317-559-PAIN. Our phone number, 317-684-8444. It is 1034 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC, and it is time to hear from you. So last week we were talking about this. It's a bill that requires age verification to look at adult websites. It's one step closer to becoming a law in Indiana. The Senate overwhelmingly approved the bill, 44 to 1. And the bill would require age verification, proving that someone is at least 18 years or older before they can access an adult website. And somebody wanted to call and make a comment about that. Yeah, this is about the uh, the whole porn thing, whatever, verification. Uh, you can crush this whole idea. I mean, literally crush it with three simple words. I mean, letters, actually. It's a VPN. You know, a click of a mouse, you know, next thing you know, you're no longer in Indianapolis. You're in uh, California, Los Angeles, wherever you want to be, Hong Kong. No, I, mean, I wouldn't do Hong Kong, maybe Japan, but that's pretty much it. Yeah, he's got a point. You can change your IPS address pretty quickly. Well, the, the whole thing is stupid. And what the Republicans are saying is we're all for parental rights and parental oversight. And, you know, when it suits our social bidding, but when it comes to this, hey, you're too stupid to raise your kid. And the reality of this is, and look, it doesn't. Again, we talked. We did a deep dive on this on on Friday. That mm-hmm. absolutely, as a parent, you should know where you, where your kids are and what they're looking at, and you should parent your kid accordingly. I mean, my kid will not have a cell phone other than to make you know emergency phone calls, and they're not going to have their own computer that's going to be outside of our you know viewing at all times. And that's my job as a parent. But these Republicans, because they're they have such malfeasance with your money. 
need to distract you from the malfeasance of their money. They take issues like this to try to get people to excuse the utter abuse of the finances of the taxpayers of the state because that way you'll go, well, you know, but they're on the right side of blah, blah, blah. No, it's not on the right side. The right side is allowing you to parent your kid. There is not going to be a cop at every movie theater ticket location verifying that every person who goes in there is 17 and it shouldn't happen here it's none of my business what kevin does in his free time kevin it is none of my business what you do in your free time this solution to this is very simple parents should parent their children it's uh, possibly a noble idea, but it needs some guardrails because, you know, these third-party age verification companies, many of them are from other countries. So who's to say that they're not going to gather your information right. and then hold it or, or sell it even? Yeah. Or they're just creating a database on who, who is going to right. websites like this. Right. You are... Uh you are, as a law-abiding, consenting adult, free to do in the privacy of your home as long as everyone is consenting. And look, we've talked about this. A lot of these websites have gotten in trouble because they've had people who you know, may have not been consenting. But that is another conversation. That's not the conversation the Indiana General Assembly is, is having. Two adults that are engaged in consensual behavior and someone that is of adult age viewing said consensual behavior... It, is no, nobody's business. It is nobody's business but those people. And you're right, Casey. You darn better take it to the bank. This is about something more than just protecting little kids from viewing adult content. Well, and you know, uh, organizations like the ACLU are going to get involved because of freedom of speech. And the Pornhub, the largest adult website, I believe, in the world has run up against these sort of bills in other states like Texas and North Carolina. And rather than deal with it, they just block their service from that state. Okay, let's move on to something a little nicer. And that is your daughter. Oh! Her first word yeah. was about you. I won the, po I won the pool. Mm -hmm. I, won the, I won the race. The race is run. Yep, and uh, we have a phone call about that. I love your show, and I'm glad Olivia said dada. Usually that is the first word that children utter. Now, to the real point, <laughs> Kendall, you are right. I think they're going to float Michelle Obama, and I think you need to get on the horn <laughs> and clue in the National Republican Committee to get ready and get uh, ads ready that this is going to happen. You are so right. You know, I believe you. I think you are doing a great job, both of you. Have a blessed day. Get on the horn. Yeah. And call the Republican Party. There is no one they would rather and, hear and from warn than me. Them. The, I guarantee <laughs> the Republican, the National Republican Party sitting mm -hmm. here right now going, oh my gosh, I so wish Rob Kendall would, would call. <laughs> hey, can we just say something? Yeah. What's on your mind? And I thought about how to handle this, but this seems like as good a time as any. I'm not going to name this politician. Okay. But um, they'll know who it is. So I had somebody who works in the office, is a, I think an intern of some sort. Their daughter is an intern for a very high-profile Indiana politician. Okay. 
And there was some sort of, I don't know the whole story, but somehow, I don't know, family meet and greet day or something. And they went out there and they were talking to this politician and and they uh, they asked this person if they knew who I was. Mm-hmm. And of course, as it almost always does, that turned the, with a politician, that turned the conversation in a very dire and sour direction. <laughs> and this guy said, I do not like how he calls me a career politician. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not going to name who the politician was, but I'm going to guess that you'll be able to figure out who this guy was based on this description of the guy. How about that? Okay. He went from school board to state rep to U.S. senator and is now running for governor. <laughs> Did I give it away? <laughs> I have an idea of who you're talking about. So here's the deal, unnamed candidate. Mm-hmm. If you have a problem with what I say, you know where to find me. (laughs) You come on this radio station all the time. I worked for your campaign manager when Marlon Stutzman was running for U.S. Senate. He still texts me from, from time to time. So... Unnamed candidate, current U.S. Senator, currently running for governor. If you got something to say about what I say on these airwaves, don't be telling poor people who intern in your office or their parents or whatever else. Why don't you waltz your ass in here and say it to my face? Okay. um, Can you review that progression? He doesn't like that he's called a career politician. He went from school board Uh to state rep Uh to U.S. senator, Uh and now he wants to run for governor. Oh, yeah. No, that's not a career politician. Casey, all of these people (laughs) know where to find me. Mm -hmm. It is not hard to locate me. But you know what? He's not going to do that because then he'd have to answer other questions Mm -hmm. like why he voted for the largest tax increase in the history of the state of Indiana and why that tax goes up every single year and why he voted for more than 40 tax increases in the same year that he voted for the largest tax increase in the history of the state of Indiana. Mike Braun. Oops, I said his name. (laughs) Mike Braun, man up and come in here. You don't have to tell this to other people. You are a career politician. Why are you so afraid of your record, which is you keep running for other public offices. Mm-hmm. That's not my bad for pointing that out to people. That's your career path. You bought a U.S. Senate seat. That's fine. You didn't do anything illegal. You didn't do anything unethical. And now you're trying to spin having bought a U.S. Senate seat into becoming governor of the state of Indiana. You don't need to bitch about me to other people. Come in here and say it to my face. I didn't mean to say it out loud, Casey. Oh, I feel bad. That's a, that was just a little slip there. <laughs> Do we have time for one more phone call? Uh, you're in charge. Okay. I think we've got time for one more. Uh, this is Joe, who listens to us via the internet. Oh, how exciting. He listens in Texas, and he says that he might actually be sitting out this presidential vote and why. Hey, Rob and Casey. This is Indiana Joe down in Texas. You're talking about a lot of politics today, and... I'm just a casual political observer, uh, primarily because it doesn't have any kingdom value. Rob, if you don't quite understand what that means, ask Micah. I'm certain he can explain it to you. Uh, but here's a, here's a quick libertarian survey of one. If it's Trump versus Biden, I'm sitting it out because they both stink. If it's Trump and Tulsi Gabbard versus Biden, I'm in for Trump. And I voted for Trump in 2016 and 2020. If it's Trump versus Michelle Obama, I'll vote for Michelle Obama because Trump is too too divisive and too disruptive and has no good plan for how to get us back on track. 
I hate to say that, but there's your poll of one. Have a great day. Uh, it's interesting that he mentioned Tulsi Gabbard because that kind of goes back to my point earlier in the show that Trump at this point needs to name a solid vice president that will get people. Now, I'm not saying that Tulsi Gabbard is that person, but that person that he chooses could sway many people in his direction like that guy. There's a what are they called? Which is a, is a GIF? GIF are the videos, mm-hmm. right? Of it's some TV show or movie. I'm sure you've seen it where the guy's got the gun and he points it at himself and then he points it at everyone else and then he points it back at himself. That was what that description. So he would he will not vote for Trump against Biden, but he'll he, sit it out. But he would vote for Trump if he has Tulsi Gabbard as his vice president. And the vice president votes on nothing mm-hmm. and has no power whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And then did he say if Michelle Obama? Uh-huh. If it's Michelle Obama or Trump, he'll vote for Michelle Obama. Because he, Trump has no plan. I, I love this guy. He's been a longtime listener of our show. But if you know that man, <laughs> you call him and you, you I mean, because- Do that, a welfare check? I mean, is that not? It's the guy who points the gun at himself. Do you know the one I'm talking about, Kev? You're young and hip to all of this. I don't I know. I think I've seen that. Yeah, where it's like, a, he's, I mean, it's a comedy of some sort where he's got the gun at himself and then everybody, whoa, and then he points at everybody else. And then he points <laughs> and then it back, back like, at that himself. Is, that is- you're going to have to clarify, that guy's got to call back and clarify that because that is, hey, you're not in on Trump. Fine, whatever. But you, but why Michelle Obama yeah. over Trump? <laughs> Interesting. It is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. It's in front of 11. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And Hammer joins us in the studio. Good morning. Rob is fired up about Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to wonder if Rob and Nikki Haley isn't the oh, ticket. Oh, yes. Because you point out someone's voting record and then suddenly you become <laughs> a radical left. Now, I just, I, it is just amazing to me. And we've talked about this many, many times. The, the tribalism where we are totally afraid. You can't even have the conversation with so many people about yeah, but Trump did this. You're not saying you're never Trump. You're not saying you're not going to vote for Trump. You're simply right. saying, I am deeply alarmed that Trump did this, and I would like for it not to happen again. Mm-hmm. Blank me. Blank you. I just wish you would point out how of these options that we may have, like South Park once told us, every election is a douche and a turd. Sure. It <laughs> seems like you're just focusing on the turd. There's a giant douche over here that's Joe Biden. Yeah, but uh, uh, and if these are our options, and again, I get it. I wish there were better options, but if these are our options, you're pretty one-sided against Trump, it feels like. I've already said I would vote for uh, orange peel, potato skin, <laughs> leather okay. shoe, leather shoe, whatever. Uh, I'm going to vote for Trump, but I, I do not want to go through four more years of what we went through the last time, which is this tribalistic obsession with defending everything the guy does where we're not going to get any better government out of it. I mean, you're st- it's like, that was what, and you know, we were obviously, Casey hadn't joined us yet, but you know, we were on the air for all of this. And it's like, the reason the country's in the position it's in is both sides. Both sides have created this issue. And on COVID, there was no distance between Donald Trump and Joe Biden. Now, but I do believe COVID is a once in a generational type of thing. The border is something that could be fixed 
relatively easily and relatively soon if there's a change in leadership. No, but here's the problem, Hammer. When he gets in there, it will be one drama thing after another because they will try to destroy him. And if he's willing to give in, which he did the last time, He's going to do it again. They're not, it's not going to, we will, anytime there's a Republican president, you will never go back to life as, life as normal. And they will always be trying right. to, so what's going to stop him from doing the exact same things that he did before? If I felt confident he's going to come in there and puff his chest out and go, we're not shutting down society again. We're not giving in again. We're not doing, they're just going to hit him with one scandal and, and pandemic or whatever it is after another. But ultimately, if your two choices are Biden and Trump. For me, this is like the AFC Championship game, Baltimore and Kansas City. I don't like either one of them, but I think one option may be just a little bit better than the other one. I, I agree. I'm going to vote for him. What else do you want me to do? But I'm not going to spend four years going, this is great. No, but you're spending three hours every day ripping just one side, it feels like. There's way much more material How Biden. How much time do we spend on Biden? Oh my gosh. You know what? I had a thought yesterday and maybe this puts me in the conspiracy camp, but at one point when I saw the news about Ron DeSantis. I thought, what what is the actual likelihood that it will be Biden and Trump? I don't think it's going to be Biden. I think a lot of people don't feel like it's going to be Biden, but just for blanks and giggles. And I'm not saying from a voting standpoint of Trump and winning primaries. I'm saying, you know, weaponization. Who's to say he won't be in jail or something nefarious will happen to him? Or, and they're both upwards of 80. How, how much time? You do the template. Mm-hmm. How much time do we spend on Biden? It seems like every day our lead story is Biden sucks. <laughs> we do spend a lot of time on that. I, mean, I think we're doing it today. Or his gaffes. But I don't hear the rants about him like I hear the rants from you. And like people tune in to hear you go off the rails. That's kind of your brand. That's your thing. And it feels like more of the off the railsiness is going to the orange man. Because they lie to me. You know how I, we've been friends for 20 plus years. Lying to me is the worst thing you can do. I expect the politicians are going to abuse me. I expect they're going to treat me like garbage. But it's the it's the lying that bothers me. And it, look, it, at least with Biden right now, like there's hope we're going to fix it with the next election, right? Okay, there's a hope where somebody's going to get in there and fix what Biden screwed up. But when it's the Republicans, and then it becomes all team defense, no matter what crap they pull. Oftentimes, the crap the Republicans pull ends up being worse than the Democrats. If you get just one thing fixed from Donald Trump, let's say he has a checklist of 10 things Mm -hmm. and only one thing gets done. Is that an improvement to what's happening right now? Well, but I think what if some of the other stuff gets worse? What if it stays the same? Well, Willy Wonka land, sure, I guess. Yes. Okay. I mean, you rip all your fillet hosts for saying the exact same no! thing. You come in here and rip them, and it's okay with I you I rip Ethan for acting like people are crazy for thinking the election wasn't, wasn't stolen. I don't believe you. What do you have coming up today, Hammer? I don't know. What is it, Monday? Yeah. Uh, Monday, <laughs> Monday. You know how much money you cost me over the weekend with you and your stupid bitch? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> your gun was to your head, wasn't it? <laughs> Thanks, Hammer. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.